I was just praying about it. I said, Lord, what's, what is all this, you know? It seems to go from one thing to another, doesn't it? One, I mean, what the next one crisis to another crisis to another crisis. But you know what? I've got some good news for you. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're, you're not, your, your life, now I, I know it does touch us when things happen in the world, but that doesn't affect us the way it affects everybody else, you know? We don't have the fear of a virus the way everybody else has fear. We don't, you know, we, I don't know, so many things we could say here, but I want you to go to Acts chapter 7. I felt the Lord saying this to me in this season that we're in Acts chapter 7. Look at verse 9. And it's just this passing statement about Joseph. And it says, The patriarchs became jealous of Joseph. That was his brothers. They sold him into Egypt. But God was with him. That's a powerful statement right there. But God was with him. Hey, we could say it about us. The world was falling apart around them but God was with them. Hey, they were facing a lot of things in the world, but God was with them. There was a lot of unrest, a lot of, but God was with them. And look at what he says here. And he rescued him out of all his troubles. It is well. No matter what's going on around you, it is well with my soul. I don't have to like everything going on. Don't have to like it. I don't, you know, and I, and, and I feel horrible for this, this man who died, and I, I'm, I'm angry about it too. But you know what? That we, need to, we need to change things in a different way, don't we? He says this. He says, he rescued him out of all his troubles. He gave him favor. Listen to me now. God gave Joseph favor and wisdom. Say favor. God gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who appointed him ruler over Egypt and over his whole house. I want you to hear this. I'm going to talk about Joseph a little bit this morning. I want to talk about favor because you have favor on your life. I've, I've spoken about this before. I've, I've read it. I've studied it. And I, I felt like there was more. I said, Lord, what's this, what's this thing about? I feel like there's more that I'm not, I'm not grasping. And the Lord's been showing me some things. I want to share some things with you about the favor of God on your life. But I want you to catch this. I want you to say this with me. His favor is on me. You've got the favor of God on your life today. I read this story about a guy, George Mueller, recently. This was a guy, he, he was a... Um, he had an orphanage. He ran an orphanage back in the 1800s in England. And um, he was one of these guys that just, he believed God. He had some crazy faith. He's one of these guys you read about when he, would, when he didn't have food for, to feed the orphans, 2,000 orphans sometimes at one time to feed, and he didn't have enough food. And he'd tell them all to sit down and pray and get ready for food, get ready for the meal. They didn't have any food. And they would pray, and as they would say amen, there would be a knock at the door, and there was a big trouble. You've heard stories like this. This was one of those guys. I mean, he just believed God. And one day, he got an invitation to come to America and speak about his orphanage. And they said, "Come speak. we want you to come speak and, and um, share about what you're doing, and we want to support you. And he felt the Lord telling him to do that. So he said, okay, I'll, I'll come over. He got on a ship for America, 
And this is the story I read. As he's on the ship, halfway through, there was a storm that struck the ship. And that that storm was rocking that ship, and it began to sink. And the captain came to George Mueller. And here's what the captain said. He said, the ship is going to go down in 20 minutes. He said, I want you to know I'm sorry that you're not going to make it to America. And I'm sorry about your orphanage. He thought they weren't going to make it. That's, that's pretty bad when the captain comes and said, we ain't going to make it. Huh? We're, we're going down. Here's what George Mueller said. He looked at the captain. He said, Captain, the ship is not going to sink. I'm going to America on God's orders. And then I'll return to England and take care of my orphanage. That's some faith right there. But he understood something. He understood the favor of God was on him. He understood he had direction from the Holy Spirit what to do. And so he knew God was going to take him and do what God told him to do. So here's what the captain said. He says, Brother Mueller, do you want me to pray with you? And listen to what he says now. He says, no, you believe the ship is going to sink in 20 minutes. I don't want your unbelief to hinder my faith. See, he made up his mind in the middle of a crisis to trust God. He made up his mind he wasn't going to be moved by what was going on around him. He was going to trust God. See, in the middle of whatever crisis you might be facing, because today it's one thing, tomorrow it'll be something else in this world. Jesus said, you'll have trouble in this world. There's going to be problems in this world. But he said, guess what? I've overcome the world. Whatever problems you're facing, he's already overcome them for you because you got his favor on your life. So listen, I want to share this with you. I want you to go to the book of Genesis, and we're going we're gonna to look at this life of Joseph for a minute. And, you know, Joseph had the favor of God on him. God had given him a word in the form of a dream about his future. And Joseph, I I believe in everything, every situation that Joseph went through from the the pit to the, uh, the prison, the palace, all these situations that he went through, he was hanging on to the word that God had given him. Just like George Mueller, he was hanging on to that word that God said, no, go and then come back. You got to hold on to the word. When you hold on to the word in the middle of what you're facing, it's called faith, isn't it? But you're believing that God's going to do what he said he would do. And because he believed God, the favor of God was on him and was taking him up. It took, in fact, the favor of God took Joseph to a place that really in the natural he was not qualified for. He didn't have qualifications to run a nation. A lot of our politicians don't have that either. He didn't have the qualifications it took to be in charge of an entire nation, but God's favor took him to a place that he wasn't qualified for. And gave him, God gave him wisdom to do something that in the natural he didn't know how to do. God's favor has taken you up. In the middle of every crisis, every difficulty, every dilemma, listen to me, God is raising up Joseph's with the favor and wisdom to know what to do that can only come supernaturally. Listen, God wants to, God wants to, by his Holy Spirit in you, give you supernatural wisdom, supernatural favor to do things that nobody else around you can do because the answers aren't natural. They're supernatural. 
When Pharaoh was having dreams and didn't know what to do, he's having dreams of cows eating each other and didn't know what to do, God gave a young man in prison the answer. Listen, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, God's taking you to the top. And see, Joseph didn't worry about where he found himself in life because he knew God had spoken to him about his future. And so he knew whether he was in slavery or in prison or in a pit that God was going to take him to the top. So he didn't have to worry about his situation. All he had to do was trust the favor of God to take him up. I want to tell you, the favor of God will take you up if you'll get to a place of trusting him completely. Amen. See, listen, there was a crisis moment that sent the Israel with their knees shaking when a giant came out named Goliath. It was a giant crisis, wasn't it? You got this giant taunting Israel, but God used a young man named David to step up in that crisis moment. And listen, the crisis that Israel was facing took David to the top. See, listen, whatever crisis you might be in the middle of today, whatever crisis you might be facing, God will use the crisis to take you to the top. And the thing that the enemy thought was going to crush you, God's going to use to elevate you, to promote you, if you'll trust him. Listen, listen to me now, because sometimes we get upset about the crisis. We get upset about the things that are going on. Listen, without the Philistines, there wouldn't have been a Samson. Without the Midians, there wouldn't have been a Gideon. You with me? Without Haman, there wouldn't be an Esther. You there? Without Pharaoh, there's no Moses. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we get upset because of, look at what I'm going through. No, no, no. Just look at it as an opportunity for God to demonstrate his favor on your life to take you up to where he wants you. Stop getting upset about what you're going through and start looking at it as an opportunity because God's going to elevate you in that season. Amen. Listen to this. We're talking about favor today. Say favor. Where, and, and sometimes, and, and this, the word grace is more than favor, okay? But a good definition, a good partial definition of grace is favor. Listen to this verse. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. When there's evil going on around you, grace favor of God will take you above it. Come on. You with me? When there's a need in the world, this is what I'm getting at. When there's a need, anybody realize we have a need in our world. When there's a need in the world, he just turns up more favor. You with me? Come on. In this hour, I believe God's releasing more favor on the church. I believe we're in a season of more favor to touch the people around us. And listen, you don't got to go searching for it. You've got it on you. You just got to start walking in it. Start walking in your favor. A lot of times people are getting upset watching the media. I'm getting there. Come on. Watching the media, fighting with each other about politics and all this kind of... Listen, politicking isn't going to fix the problem in this world. Didn't never fixed anything. Only the power of the Spirit is able to bring the solution that we need. Are you guys still with me? It's weird to have people in the room this morning, so not used to having any kind of... It's been a strange season, hasn't it? It's just been strange. But I want you to look at, I want you to look at Joseph. I'm going to get to Joseph. 
His brothers wanted to kill him. Listen, again, what did God give Joseph? He gave him a dream. He put a dream inside him. God gave him the dream, and his brothers want to kill him. His brothers tried to kill him. They thought about killing him. They wanted to kill him, but they couldn't kill him. I want to argue something. They, it wasn't that they, that they decided not to kill him. It, they couldn't kill him. They wanted to kill him, but they couldn't kill that boy. That boy, that boy was in a, a posi- position multiple times where probably he could have been facing death, but nobody could kill him. Nobody, like, like Jesus, Jesus said, nobody takes my life from me, I lay it down. Joseph was in a place of the favor of God. And when you're walking in the favor of God, nobody can touch you. Look at what it says. Can you throw up Psalm chapter 5, verse 12 on there for me? What does that say? For you, Lord, let's just go to the second part. You surround him, that's me and you, with favor, like what? A shield. He surrounds you with his favor like a shield. What does that favor do? When the enemy tries to come against you, when you're walking in favor, that shield goes up. The enemy can't get through. I want to tell you, the enemy wanted to kill Joseph. He wanted to get his grubby little hands on Joseph and strangle him, but he couldn't get past that favor. He couldn't get past the shield that God had put around him. So all he could do was throw him into a pit. The devil knew God had a plan for that boy, but the enemy couldn't get to him because the favor of God was protecting him. Listen, the favor of God, this is so good. The favor of God will protect you. Whatever you're facing, when the favor of God's on you, he's gonna protect you. And the enemy might be trying to come against you, but he can't get past the favor. The favor's on you. See, listen, some people don't believe this stuff. I've heard people say a verse like Psalm chapter five. They say, that's not really a promise from God. That's more of a principle that God would like to protect us, but he can't always do that. So what? I've heard people say stuff like that. Train a child on the way he should go. This is, this is the verse they, they, they said, train a child on the way he should go when he's old, he won't depart from it. Well, that's not really a promise from God. Yes, it is. If you, want to, if you choose to believe it, it will work for you. If you choose not to believe it, it won't work for you. But you got to make some choices now. What do you believe? Does the favor of God surround you like a shield? Well, I don't know. I heard somebody say, we should not pray when we go on a trip for, for protection, because what if you were supposed to die in a car accident and God would get the glory for that? Well, you go ahead and try it. I'm not going to do it because I know his favor surrounds me like a shield. See, nothing in this word will work for you unless you believe it. Salvation is for everybody, but you got to believe it. Amen. Are we there? Okay. I'm I'm getting to Joseph, but I want to say a couple things here. I I want you to understand this. Go to Numbers chapter 6, if you can throw that one up. This is, you know this You know this scripture, Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. This is what we call the blessing. This is the the priestly blessing that the priests were instructed to speak over the people. And in verse 22, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you're to bless Israel. Verse 24, say to them, may the Lord bless you and protect you. You with me? May the Lord make his face shine on you 
and be gracious or show favor to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Now listen to what he says in verse 27. In this way, they will pronounce my name over the Israelites and I'll bless them. That's how they spoke the name of God. How do you speak the name of God? His name is favor. His name is grace. His name is protection. His name is peace. His name is blessing. That's how you speak, speak the name of God over somebody. You're speaking protection. You're speaking blessing. You're speaking peace. But listen, wouldn't it have been good enough if he had just said, hey, I'm saying this over Israel. God said it, and there you go. There it is, and be done with it. No, he said the priest is supposed to speak that over the people. It wasn't enough that God said it. He's got to get it in the people's mouths. Because what you say is what you believe. Listen, it's got to come out of your mouth. You got to declare some things. You got to declare some things over your life. You got to declare some things over your city, over the world around you. You got to start declaring favor of God. You, you have a responsibility. Declare the favor. You walk into work. You try that. Walk into work. Favor of God. And people are going to look, they're going to freak out. What's going on? No, I'm, de I'm just declaring everybody, don't worry. You don't have to worry about anything today. The favor of God's here in this place. They might be a bunch of heathens, but I'll tell you what, they're going to straighten up. Favor of God's here. We're okay today. Zero days since our last, or how, I don't know, no, that's not right. hundred days since our last incident, because I've been declaring favor of God, you know. Listen, but you got you to gotta get a hold of some of this stuff. You got to start, you, gotta, you can't be double-minded about this. You got to start believing this word. I had an incident this week. I, I was doing some math homework with my, one of my children. That never goes well. It's harder for me than it is for them. And, um, but anyway, I sat down with, with my son. I said, his mom told me he knows how to do this work. I said, okay, good, because I don't. It's, it's second grade math, and it's complicated. I sat down with him, and he looked at me, and he was, I know he was challenging me. He said, I don't know how to do this, Dad. I said, yes, you do. No, Dad, I don't know how to do it. I know what he wanted. He wanted me to try to do it for him. He, you know what I mean? It's like, no, why don't you show me? Why don't you show me how to do this? Because I don't understand it. No, no, no. So I told him, no, no, no. You know how to do it. No, I don't. Yes, I, yeah, no, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Yes, you do. No, I don't know how. Yes, you do. I eventually wore him down because I am stubborn. But listen, there's a lot of, he, and eventually he did it, but there's a lot of the church that's like that. They want to sit back, Lord, I don't know what to do. You do it. Lord, you take care of it. The Lord told you what to, but I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. What have we been preaching? Yes, you do. You do something about it. Take care of it. Lord, I don't know what to, no, no, no. You start speaking, declaring favor of God over my life. Amen. Where are we at, Joseph. Genesis 39, go here, let's start here. Genesis 39. Look at verse two. That's, hang on. Genesis 39, I'll find the right book. Here we go. The Lord was with Joseph. So now he's in Potiphar's house. The Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. Listen, he had to work his way up, didn't he? That boy had to work his way up. He was just some slave they picked up out in the wilderness. He was nobody to them. They didn't care that he was Abraham's grandson. That didn't mean nothing. Listen, he came 
Think about this for a minute. He came from the home of possibly the wealthiest man on the planet. Right? Abraham, his granddad, was probably the most wealthy, the most wealthy man on the planet. I bet his son, Jacob, wasn't doing too bad either because he had the blessing of God on him. So here's Joseph, and now he's a slave. There's a lot of things that would be going through our heads at that moment. Imagine if you came from some wealthy Warren Buffett family, and you get picked up, and now you're a slave over in, I don't know, name a country somewhere. You're, you're overseas as a slave, and you're thinking, what's going on here? I'm, I'm Warren Buffett's grandson, and now I'm a, you'd be entitled. You'd be, wait, excuse me, you want me to carry what? You want me to do? But here's Joseph as a slave. He's not worried about it. He's not worried about it because he knows he's got the favor of God on him and he's coming to the top. Listen, you don't have to worry about what's going on to you, what's going on around you. When you got the favor of God on you, you know, it's okay, I'm going to the top. Because the Lord was with him and he became successful. He served in the house of his Egyptian master when his master saw the Lord was with, the master who doesn't know God saw the Lord was with him. Come on, don't you be complaining about your ugly boss who doesn't know God, who's a heathen, who says this kind and that kind. He's just a, you stop it. You start working with the favor of God and that ungodly boss is gonna say, man, you got the favor of God on you. God must be with you. I don't know what, you're doing stuff. Nobody else, you're doing things nobody knows how to do. You've not been trained in that. How do you know? Well, the favor of God's on me. It's taking me to the top. Okay, anyway. When his master saw the Lord was with him, he made Joseph, and he made Joseph successful. Joseph found favor, say favor, in his master's sight. He became his personal attendant. Drop down to verse 21. The Lord, now he's in prison. You know the story. He wound up in prison. The Lord's in, the Lord, I don't know, verse 21. The Lord was with him and extending kindness to him. He granted him favor. Say favor in the eyes of the prison warden. The warden, listen to this, put all the prisoners who were in prison under Joseph's authority. When was the last time you went to prison and the warden introduced himself and he said, I'm actually one of the prisoners, but I'm in charge of the whole, what? That doesn't happen. That doesn't, but he got put in, why? Because the favor, he didn't worry about it. I'm in prison, but listen, the favor of God, I'm in charge of everybody because the favor of God was taking him to the top. Joseph, I believe Joseph understood something. A lot of the church doesn't. He knew it didn't matter where he was. He was coming to the top. God had revealed where he was going, and he believed the word of God. Because in a crisis moment, he was going to need to trust God for favor to bring his dreams to a reality. Listen, I want to show you some things about this favor for a minute. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And we'll come back to Joseph here in a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I, again, I was, I was praying about this. I said, Lord, show me some things about favor. I'd never thought about this before. But in 2 Corinthians 9 verse, verse 6, we've been reading this scripture. We've been sharing this about sowing and reaping. And he says this, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. The person who sows generously will also reap generously 
because God, skip down, God loves a cheerful giver. Look at verse eight. And God is able to make every grace, say, say grace, and grace also means favor. He's able to make every favor overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. So listen, he's talking about the favor of God overflowing to you, the grace of God overflowing to you, but he connects it with sowing and reaping. What you sow, you reap. Whatever you sow, you will reap. I want to I reap the favor of God. You, you got to start sowing some things now. I believe Joseph was sowing in Potiphar's house. I believe he was sowing. He has to because that's a principle God put in the word of God. You don't reap if you don't sow. So Joseph, as he was serving, was sowing. I'm going to serve with all my heart, and he's sowing. Every time he fetched some water, man, he's sowing. Every time he did something, he's sowing his very best. He's working his very hardest. He's doing his very, because he's sowing. Because he's sowing, he's reaping the favor of God on everything he does. You got to learn how to sow so you can reap the favor of God. It's no accident he puts those together, but listen to what he says again. God is able to make every grace. Now listen, there's not more than one grace, is there? There's not more than one favor. What's this all about? Listen, I believe something. I believe the favor of God is the carrier for every blessing in your life. The favor of God is the carrier of the blessing. Listen, every time you see favor, it's always with something else. You guys still awake? Every time you see favor, when you saw Joseph, he had favor and wisdom. Favor was carrying wisdom with it. The favor of God is bringing things to your life. The favor of God is bringing every blessing to your life as you as you sow. Listen, whatever your need is, you sow and God's going to bring favor on your life. If you have a need, maybe it's a specific, maybe I need wisdom. The Lord says, ask for wisdom, but maybe you need to sow some things too. You got to sow if you're going to reap. If you need healing, what does the word say? Pray one for another so you may be healed. Well, how does my praying for somebody else get me healed? Because I'm sowing it. I'm learning how to sow. Whatever I do, I'm sowing. And what am I reaping? I'm reaping favor in my life. See, in old times, if you, if you approached a king to ask for something, and, it says, and if you found favor with the king, you know you're going to get whatever you ask for. The word of God tells us, boldly approach what? The throne of Even his throne is called grace. Even his throne, it's a throne of favor. Whatever you need today, listen, he's got the answer. We, we, had a, we had an outreach here years and years ago, well, maybe 100 years ago or something like that. It was, it was called Trip to Hell, right? And I got to be a part of that years ago. And our very first year we did that, we said, we want, to, we want to have it in a big building. Some of you might remember this if you were here. We want to have it in a building. And there was an empty building in town. Um, it was, it's now the Hobby Lobby, right? Um, so it was an empty Walmart, I think it was. And uh, we said, we like, man, we'd like to use that. And so we called the company. You know what the company said? Yeah, sure, you can use it. And I, I said, is that it? Yeah, yeah, we'll send you a contract. You just sign it. You just basically pay the utilities for the month. That was easy, you know. And they, okay, great. And I remember I went to a, um, a, like a meeting of youth pastors, and I said, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to be doing this outreach if you guys want to come. And they, their mouths hang open. They're like, what do you mean you're using that building? You can't use that building. I said, yeah, no, I just called them. They said we could use it. They said, we tried to get that bill. We had not been able to get that building. I said, I don't know. I just asked. And they said, yeah. 
favor of God gave it to us. But listen, uh, uh, maybe a week or two after that, I don't know if one of them called over there or what, but the, but they, the, the Walmart called me back and they said, you can't use that building. It was, now, now it's a supervisor who said, the, this girl you were talking to, she made a mistake and you can't use that building. I said, well, we do have a contract. He said, oh, well, you can use it this one time. <laughs> you can use it the one time. I said, okay, the favor of God gave it to us. He said, you can only have it for the month though. So we only got it for the month, which was exactly what we needed. You know? And the favor of God took us places where we shouldn't have been able to go. We didn't have the, maybe the right permission. We didn't have the money, whatever. We didn't have what we needed to be able to do that, but God gave it to us. When you start operating in the favor of God, he's gonna take you places He's going to give you things. He's going to, he's, whatever your need is, he's going to take care of it. Now, let me just throw some scriptures at you real quick. So I want you to catch this 1 Timothy 1, 14. Look at what it says. The grace of our Lord overflowed with what? Faith and love. The favor of God was the carrier for faith and love. Go to the next one. Titus 2, 11. The grace of God that brings the grace of God has appeared with salvation or the, the grace of God brings salvation for all people. His grace brings what? Salvation. Go to Romans 12, 6. The gifts of the Spirit are given according to the grace given us. Go to Ephesians 3, 8. Paul's talking about the grace that was given him to preach the gospel. Listen, I want you to catch something. Whatever your need is, the favor of God will do it for you. You just got to trust him. See, when Jesus stood up in the synagogue and he read that famous scripture and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the good news. What was the last thing he said? And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He was anointed to proclaim favor. Listen, you got to start speaking with favor. You got to start declaring favor over your life, declaring favor over your work, declaring favor over your city. If you see something you don't like, you start declaring the favor of God's come. So Joseph, here he is, he gets to go before Pharaoh. Pharaoh starts having the dreams, right? He has the dream of the, the cattle eating, eating each other. The, the, the thin cattle comes and swallows some big cattle, and he has dreams of grain doing the same thing, and he doesn't know what the dream means. And here comes Joseph to interpret the dream, but he doesn't just interpret the dream. He goes ahead and he tells the king, he says, now here's what you need to do about it. How, now, let me ask this question. There had never been in the history of man, and maybe since then, well, maybe, maybe there has been since by the Spirit, but there'd never been a moment in history where somebody knew ahead of time that there was going to be seven years of good harvest and seven years of famine. How did Joseph know what to do about it? He didn't go to school for it. I heard somebody say, what Bible class did, they, did you take in school to learn how to pastor in a pan pandemic? Well, it's never happened. I don't know. Nobody knows what to do. We're just trying to figure it out, aren't we? But, but listen, we're not like the rest of the world, just trying to figure things out. We have the Holy Spirit. So Joseph didn't know what to do in the natural, but it was in the spirit that he knew what to do because God not only revealed the dream to him, he revealed the answer. You have the answer for whatever the situation demands. You have the answer because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Don't act like you don't have it. 
Don't act like you don't know. When you, when you start saying, man, I don't know what to do. We're just, guess we're just gonna figure this thing out. No, 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 you're not talking right. You say, I don't know what to do, but Holy Spirit, you know exactly what to do. Why don't you reveal to me what to do? And you start, you start interceding. Lord, in the name of Jesus. I, I, I shared this before. I'm going to say it again because it's important. We got to understand this. I heard Oral Roberts say, he said, when I, when I didn't know what to do, I went and I started praying in the Spirit. And as I was praying in the Spirit, instantly the Holy Spirit revealed to me what to do. He said, so I never do anything ever without praying in the Spirit. And he said, every time I pray in the Spirit, God tells me exactly what to do. Now, that's a bold statement, but I challenge you to try it. I don't know what to do today at my work. Listen, I, I've started doing this in the morning when I get up. Lord, I don't know, I don't know what is going to happen today, but you do. I don't know what I should be doing today, but you do. I don't know, I don't know the answer for this situation, but you know it. And so I start, I'll just start praying in the Spirit. Lord, show me what to do. And I challenge you, try that. You just ask the Lord, pray in the Spirit, and He'll reveal to you what to do. It's not rocket science, He just wants to speak to you. Why can't we operate on this level? Why can't we do that? I think the, the reason most people aren't functioning like that, they don't, just don't believe they can. They don't think God will give them that kind of grace. But listen, if you believe this word, you believe this word, you got to do what this word says. I believe faith is the key to operating in everything God has for us. By grace are you saved through faith. Favor comes by faith. You got to start believing the word, amen? If, if, if favor is the door of blessing, if, I'm sorry, if, I don't know, I had that word, it's so nice, and I wanted to say it right. If favor, yeah, if the favor is the door, faith is the key. Nothing will open to you without faith. You're going to need faith for everything, every fight in your life. You're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. Listen, you may not, you may not see it. I'll guarantee you, Joseph had to fight the fight of faith as a slave. Lord, I know you spoke this word to me, so I'm going to serve with all my heart because I know your favor is taken. He had to fight a fight of faith. When he couldn't see it, he had to keep fighting. When he got put in prison, he had to keep fighting by faith. Lord, I know you made a promise to me, and I know you keep your word. I know your favor is on, and he had to keep serving in prison. You may not like your situation, but you keep using your faith. You keep standing by faith. You keep speaking by faith. You keep walking by faith and not by sight, and God's going to pour out his favor on you and take you to the top. Let me show you where this ends here. Genesis chapter 41 you guys can come up and play something. Genesis 41. And look at verse 51. It says, Two sons were born to Joseph, and he named the first one Manasseh, meaning God has made me forget all my hardship in my father's house. The second one was named Ephraim, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Listen, maybe you've been facing some kind of challenge. You've been facing some kind of difficulty. You've been facing something. Listen, when you get on the other side, you're going to be, he's going to, you're going to, he's going to make you like Joseph. God's made me so fruitful. He made me forget all my hardship. God's made me so fruitful in the land of, of my, listen, you're going to be fruitful in the time of everybody else's affliction. 
God's making you fruitful. Listen, you're going to be like Esther. You were raised up for a moment of crisis. God raised her up for that moment that she was facing a crisis. God's raising you up for a crisis. He's elevating you to be a light and bring the gospel. The enemy thought he was winning when he took Haman to a place of position. He thought he was going to crush Israel, but God already had an Esther prepared. God's already got everything you need prepared. He's already got you in the right place. You just start walking in favor. You start speaking favor. You start believing the favor of God's on me, taking me everything I need. Because he's raising up Joseph's in this hour. I believe that. Why don't you stand up with me? Listen, the favor of God's on you today. The favor of God is on you protecting you, bringing you everything you need in this hour. And I'll tell you what you need today. We need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives because we got to be walking. In order to be walking in favor, man, we're going to be walking in the Spirit. You're going to have to know what the Spirit's saying and be doing what the Spirit's telling you to do. I want you right now, bow your heads if you're with me online. Just bow your heads for a moment. Listen, what the enemy meant to crush Joseph with time and again, God used that very thing to bring him promotion. You might be going through a season. You might be going through a a time where it just feels like there's been one thing coming after you time and again. Listen, you just stand in faith. You keep standing. God's going to use the very thing that the enemy thought he was going to crush you with. God's going to use it to promote you. God's going to use it to bless you. God's going to use it to, to bring every blessing, every favor on your life. And Lord, right now, I just thank you for each person today who's been watching. I thank you for each person in this room. I pray that you just pour out the favor of God on them in just such a tangible way, Lord, that they're going to experience the favor of God. In this hour where so many strange things are happening in our world, I thank you that We are not affected by what the world's affected by. We're walking at a different level. We're walking in the favor of God. And right now, if you're watching today, or maybe you're in this room and and you know Jesus is not the Lord of your life, and you say, man, I want to get my life right with the Lord. I want to pray with you right now, right where you are. If you want to say this prayer, just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins and make me a new person. I give you my life today, Jesus. Thank you that the favor of God is now going to be upon my life. For the rest of you this morning, I just want to encourage you to walk in favor, walk in love, walk in joy and peace today. Lord, I thank you for each person. I thank you that the favor of God is on them it's bringing them everything they need. I thank you that the power of the Holy Spirit is at work in each person here. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in their lives. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship together just for a moment before.